Hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, my little queens, and welcome back to another episode of Cats Out of the Dirty Dog Bag. <laughs> I have a, I'm trying to not say amazing, so every time I have a guest on, I'm like, I have an amazing guest, but I have a stunning guest with me today who has just launched her own podcast and is currently at number two in the charts. So she is on a little high right now. So it's going to be a super fun, upbeat episode. And I am so excited to chat with her. So welcome, Ashton. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so freaking excited because this is the first podcast I've been on. That is mine. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, look, you've just launched your own podcast. Now your first guest. So you're bloody kicking goals today. (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited to have you on. Like I have so many great questions for you and I'm so excited for my listeners to get to know you more and dive into who is Ashton Wood. Who am I? (laughs) I love it. So for those of my listeners that don't know you, do you want to just like give a little intro about like what you do, um, all of that, all of that kind of jazz, you know? (laughs) Who are are you? (laughs) (laughs) The huge. (laughs) So um, I'm 28 years old. I'm from the Gold Coast and uh, currently I work in social media and I work in the modeling industry and um, I talk a lot about uh, mental health on my Instagram, but dabble in a bit of fashion, a bit of travel, a bit of fitness, a bit of, you know, and this and that. Um, what else? I have a fur baby. His name's Wolfie, I'm oh sure. God. I've seen him. He is so fucking cute. He's so I cute. I want a cavoodle so badly. I wish he could talk because, like, oh. having him on, I feel like he'd be such a good time. You just have a dog barking <laughs> in the background. <laughs> he doesn't bark. He's full mute dog. Like, oh. I, I think he's barked, like, five times in his whole life. Dreams. You're like, do you speak? No, literally. I'm like, <laughs> I manifested this. I did <laughs> not want a dog that barked. He doesn't cry nothing. Oh, my God. Amazing. No, I'm not joking. I was blessed with, like, the good dog gene. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Amazing. So that's pretty much sums me up, I guess. I mean, I'm single now recently. Yeah. Um, We'll definitely dive into a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you've obviously like been in the whole like social media world for quite a few years right now. Were you, what were you doing like before? Mm. So lots, I've literally done like every job under the sun. I started working when I was like 13 or even earlier mm. because you had to be like 14 and a half to be legally mm-hmm. working. But if you got your mum to or dad or parental person to sign um, like a thing saying you can work, then you could. So I was like, mom, I want to earn my own money. Like, can you please like sign this thing so I can work? So I got my first job at McDonald's. Oh, I knew you were going to say <laughs> Maccas. I was like, 20 bucks, it's Maccas. 20 bucks, it's Maccas. <laughs> Fucking, I owe myself $20. <laughs> I knew it. It's literally like every person I swear in Australia, like their first I've job. I've never worked at Maccas, can oh. happily say. Well, you're the exception, not the rule. <laughs> <laughs> literally. So yeah, started Maccas and um, I literally worked in like retail, telemarketing, like a kid's play center. I've done makeup. Um, yeah, I've doubled in a little bit of everything really. And, um, before I got into social media, I was, uh, working as like a receptionist for High Smile. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was doing like a bit of- Office is bloody massive now. Oh, I haven't been to that one. 
Yeah, but that one looks awesome. I was mm. at the I was at the original one in Southport, yeah, which was tiny, mm. and then we moved to Mermaid, mm. and now they're in Burley. Was that pretty interesting? Like seeing the growth of that company. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very cool. Like, yeah, really awesome. It just grew so quickly, and they did so well to mm. like navigate through that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was doing a lot of their customer service stuff and like reception stuff, and then I also was their model for all of their like videos. They like used to like dye my teeth yellow, like not in person, but they'd Photoshop my teeth yellow and then like <laughs> do the white. classic. I was like, oh my God, I swear my teeth on yellow. Why do I look oh, so gross God here? I feel like yellow teeth are like the worst. Oh my God. It's like, no offense, but like, it's just not for me. It's the first thing you notice about someone is their smile. Sort your fucking teeth out. Yeah. It's like hygiene. Mm, like mm. unless they're naturally yellow and like yeah. you brush your teeth twice a day, then Fine, that's that's but fine. like it doesn't cost much to buy a little a little bit of you know whitening these days. No, even coconut oil like I'm um, like like yep. can like pull the I don't know toxins. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard I've heard you heard it here first. Like <laughs> high smell secrets. No. Love it. Yeah. Um. So, and then yeah. And then you did you go from working at High Smile to going full time into Instagram and modeling and everything? Pretty much. So. Cardia and I we went to Bali. We mm-hmm. went on this trip, and um, she was just kind of like what are you doing? Like you need to quit your job and you need to give what you really want to do a go because Mm. like time's ticking and like obviously you're still young, but like you're missing opportunity. And Mm. she's like, I see potential in you. And I was like, I know, but I'm just like, you know, I was just making all the excuses. Like what about my bills? I've got bills to pay. Mm. Like I've got debt, Mm. you know, like how am I supposed to survive? I was living in fear and like, I feel like society creates that like you have to have a weekly income you have to have that like structured kind of income yeah and um yeah so I was really scared to kind of step out of that and step into like freelancing or the creative industry Mm. um where it's very unpredictable Mm. because I feel like you just like I remember years ago when you probably did first stop I feel like you had like 25k yeah Yeah. I had I mean I think I had about 60 or 70k when I quit my job yeah and then in about a year and a half it like went up to like 300k or something like it just because you put in that time with it yeah Yeah. I just finally just dove into it and I it helped obviously like networking in like Sydney and like I then started getting invited to like overseas trips for like brands and stuff Mm -hmm. and like that helped so much but Mm. even just traveling like on my own without the influencer trips I feel like when you posted photos overseas back mm. in the day, like mm. six, seven years ago, it they used to blow up. Like yeah, people, totally. the engagement was insane. So yeah. I think having that advantage back then really helped and um, having friends in the industry, you know, mm. like it just helps. And what about like what advice would you give to like those girls that are maybe like wanting to go full time with their social media and stuff? Like what do you reckon was that thing that got you over the hump to like go, okay, I'm going to give this my all? So – I think as crazy as it sounds, I think sit down and manifest and really get clear on your goals. Like what is it that you want? What kind of jobs do you want to get? What kind of money do you want to make? Um, like where do you see yourself in the next six months, 12 months, five years? Yeah. And really map that out so you have a clear plan. Mm. I think that's key to like giving anything a go. Um, obviously, you have to back yourself. If you don't believe you can do this and you you pretty much shouldn't do it because like you're not going to have that mindset um, every day to like take the action to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I mean, I was lucky I had Cardia backing me. Like Mm. she was really there, like believing in me and taking me under her wing as such. So 
Um, if you can find a mentor or just if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, so totally. ask for help, go out, be that like, you know, person that's not going to take no for an answer. Totally. And I think you'll get places with that kind of skill set. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, good on you. You've fucking made a killing out of it. Now you've got your little podcast too. So (laughs) So exciting. Things are looking, I know, I'm like so excited. Number two on the charts. Go, baby. This is phenom. I can't get over it. We're just we're just sitting in here having a little oh. a little drink. You're having a little mug. I'm having an amaretto sour, which is a new drink I've just found. So very much celebrating our wins today, which which we love. I need to try an amaretto you, sour. Would you, would you like a sip? You know what? Yeah. Let's do it live. Have, have a sip. Give, give us a little taste test. A little Mr. Consistent Sours mix. Definitely sour. Mm, not for me. Not for you. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I didn't think I liked them and now I'm obsessed. I'm like, you know what? That could definitely grow on me because the first time I tried a margarita, I was like, yuck. Mm. I hate tequila, but that's a bit licorice-y. Yeah, it's very like t- I know, tangy. I like it. I, I can see why you like it. I just would have to get used to it. Like totally. any other alcohol, really. Yeah, like give it another go, doll. Alcohol doesn't really taste good. We just like I know, get mate. used to it. I know, I know. <laughs> We're literally just poisoning ourselves. Yeah. So Tricking bad. our taste buds. Mm. So bad. So, yeah, so you've done that. So, like, yeah, you've got so much going on right now. And then, like, how do you – what do you feel like a day in the life for you? Like, how does that look? Uh, Well, right now it's really amped up with the Mm. podcast and the business. But before that it was – um, pretty much I've, well, I've self-managed this whole time. I've had some agencies pass work to me, but mm-hmm. I've never been exclusive with anyone. So, yeah. um, yeah, I do all my own emails. Um, I plan out all my content. I have my little sister, Vanessa, who's my personal assistant. I love it. Yeah. Pay her to be my little assistant, take my photos, help oh. me like just run the show a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the main things I do day to day. Do you reach out to brands as well as them coming to you or do you feel like it's more them reaching out to you? I used to in the beginning. I was very much like, if you don't ask, you don't get. So I'd be like reaching out to every brand I wanted to work with and I'd be like, I'd love to collaborate, love to create content for you, like really like try to put myself out there Mm. and um, get as much, like create as many relationships as possible. Mm. But I think I got to a stage where I – can just let it roll in yeah into the inboxes now and I totally. just kind of go yes no yes no whichever aligns with my brand yeah amazing yeah oh my god how good <laughs> so how like so how much time a day do you think you'd spend like doing Instagram stuff um to be honest I have kind of been saying no to a lot of jobs in the last like six months mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not I'm not bored. I love my job. I think I just got a little bit like I want to do something more. Mm. So that's why in the last few months I have been shifting focus and like I um, did a clothing collaboration with Isabel Quinn. I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was fun, yeah. something different. Yeah. And then I was going to do uh, like an apparel brand myself, kind of have a label ghost label me Mm. um but I've decided to just scrap that for now Mm because I've just got to like I can't split my mind into too many areas right now yeah um but what was the question again I fully mind (laughs) 
That's never happened before. Well, that's happened before lots of times. I don't on this too. She's like, wait, this, that always happens to me. So I'm like, I go I go on, I go on, and then I'm like, hang on, what was, what was the fucking question? Yeah, I fully forgot. I think it was just like how much time a day would you spend oh, on your yeah. Insta? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, <laughs> like in general on the app, mm. but in terms of how much time do I put into work, like my work for Instagram, it's not that much. It would be like an hour of admin a day and then um, – maybe an hour or two of content like yeah. every couple of days yeah. um, depending on how busy it is. I actually do more modelling now. That's something really? I've been focusing on in the last six months, yeah. Good easy coin as well. Yeah, yeah. it's just more fun mm. in my opinion. Like it's harder work. Like you mm. don't – I get paid way more for an Instagram post that True. takes me 10 minutes than yeah. an eight-hour shoot. But yeah. I love the experience and mm. like meeting new people and like mm. having different makeup looks and like working with different brands. Like it's so much more – like less repetitive in yeah. a way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then obviously like you're a massive advocate on like mental health and everything. Like what has, what's like brought that on? Like do you obviously struggle with a bit of anxiety yourself as do I. Yeah. Um, so what, you know, it's obviously like quite a personal thing to share. Like what yeah. made you open to sharing that with your followers and everything? Love that question. Um, so I started getting bad anxiety about two years ago, I'm going to say. Yeah. What do you um, think brought it on? Well, I've always had underlying anxiety to do with my dad. So mm. I've had an on and off relationship with him and he would bring on anxiety um, when he was in my life because it was very like turbulent, our relationship. Mm. Mm. So, but I didn't really know what anxiety was when I yeah. was younger. I just thought, oh my God, I, he makes me nervous, mm. but it was actually anxiety. Um, but what brought on the main anxiety two years ago was probably my relationship. Yeah. Um, it was also a bit turbulent there. Um, and I mean, trying to figure out how to word this. Um, it just, we were in different stages of our lives Mm -hmm. and I think there was some things that my ex was learning and needed to learn and I was kind of collateral damage Mm. in his self-development journey path. Yeah, definitely. And I just think I'm such a sensitive person. Like I am very empathetic as well. So I just really take on people's energy and problems as my own. And Mm. um, I think when we lived together, it was obviously the anxiety amped up just because it was always in each other's pockets. Yeah. Yeah. So once – um. Yeah, once things got a little bit more intense in that area of my life, I think my anxiety flared up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the main thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like honestly the worst thing to have to deal with. And like do do you have any like trigger points that would like set you off now? Um, I mean if if a guy was to like – Anything to do with conflict and anything to do mm. with someone being like quite reactive and mm. um, like intense, mm. I like shut down and get yeah. real bad anxiety. I'm yeah. not about that. I'm yeah. very much like I'm, I'm all about open communication yeah, and like totally. I'm all here for like I know it's not rainbows and butterflies in relationships yeah. and friendships and you're going to have to sometimes have that talk and it's going to be uncomfortable but I mm. think there's a way to go about it so when people are a little bit – abrupt about Mm, things mm. I definitely get anxiety and shut down yeah it's super interesting because I feel like everyone has like such different trigger points yeah so like 
for me, I got really, really bad anxiety when I was maybe like 21 and I, it was almost like an obsessive thing. Like I convinced myself that I was, or anything was going to kill me. So I what thought, do you mean? like, I just convinced myself that I was like allergic to all of my favorite foods. Like I, like I like, <laughs> sounds so ridiculous speaking about it, but I like, I love seafood, like love prawns, love oysters, like get them in my fucking mouth every <laughs> single day of the week, like yum. But I convinced myself that I was allergic to prawns and oysters to the point that I'd eat it and I'd go into like a full blown panic attack. And then it became this like weird relationship where like, I didn't want to try any new food or drink because I was worried that it would kill me and I'd have an out of It was like, oh. it was this weird spiral. And then I like started getting social anxiety going to restaurants because I was like, what if I go to a restaurant and I get allergic to something and then there's something in the food that I'm, even though I'm not allergic, I'm literally allergic to fucking elastoplast band-aids and passion fruit. <laughs> like, 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 could I be, I'm not like one of those people that's like peanuts and like, it, but it was, it was so debilitating on my life. Like I stopped going to restaurants, stopped eating my favorite foods, like couldn't go on dates, couldn't do anything. Like I was so fucked up and it was just all from like one little thing that just like grew and grew and grew. And they say like the worst thing for it is avoiding. Like it's like, you've got to face your anxieties and your struggles head on because the more you avoid it, like it'll just grow totally. You you make it into something even bigger when it, that that it's not kind Mm -hmm. of thing. For sure. Yeah. Well, um, I can semi understand where you're coming from because my ex does have nut allergies, anaphylactic to like all nuts. Yeah. And he um, has major social anxiety in, in restaurants. Like he, yeah, he, he kind of like he does so well considering if I was allergic to every single nut, nuts are everywhere these days. I it's know. like the trend. Yeah. So like I- Nut ha- butter. Literally. Nut milk. Nut, butter, like- nut oil. Like I remember we went to this restaurant they had walnut oil in the salad. I'm like, but why? Like just do olive oil. Literally. Like, it makes it so like I can understand like the secondhand anxiety mm. kind of from that situation because mm. it's it's not nice. Yeah. Totally. It's fucking like, awful. Yeah. If you're allergic to one thing, you think, okay, well, why I could be allergic to something else. What if I'm allergic to this? We don't know until, until I try it, but I don't want to try because what if I die? Yeah, you know? I know. But the fucking Band-Aid chick over here, me. Is, Do you have an EpiPen? No, I just get a rash. Oh. Like, it's, you know, it's not even <laughs> like, I've, like, this is what I mean. Like, I spiraled something so out of control that I was so anxious and depressed over something so little. And when I talk about it now because I'm over it now. But when I speak about it now, I'm like, wow, I honestly must have sounded insane. Oh like when I used God. to, because my parents like never, my parents like literally the most beautiful supportive people ever, but they didn't get it. They're like, what do you mean? Like oh you're God. not allergic to fraud. And it's like, you're just not. <laughs> like, and I was like, but I am. So how and long it, did that last for? Um, curiosity. Oh, probably. I was probably dealing with that for like two years. I lost so much weight. I was like, two years. yeah, I was like 52 kilos. Like I'm now like 73. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my God. yeah, I was tiny just cause I was just always have, I had panic attacks nonstop <gasps> every day that I like, I'd like would lose my appetite and stuff. I and feel like, you. That happened yeah, to me. It was awful. And then I like, I, I, I take medication for it now and it was like the, the, the like, best thing I ever did in my life. Wow. Yeah. I've been on it for like five years and it just like completely changed my life. Wow. So yeah. Sometimes yeah. like you just have that chemical imbalance or mm. there's just something that needs mm. 
Totally. I feel like, you know, I feel like you're podcasting me. I'm like, and then on the 12th of July, 2012, like, I'm like, sorry guys, this is meant to be Ashton's podcast. I'm like, and then I did this. <laughs> so funny. The anxiety diaries. I know. So what, so like how, what do you do in terms to like teach your audience about it? Like what, what would be conversations and topics you'd discuss? So I basically was pretty open with like my journey of how I wanted to fix my anxiety or manage it. Um, And I got on there and I was like, basically saying like, I'm going to go see a psychologist. So I started seeing a psychologist, which was like life changing. I am all for it. Of course, if you find the right one and I know they're very expensive, so they're not always accessible, but um, if you can, like it really does help. Um, And I used to share kind of the tips that I learned, um, but from my psychologist and I feel like I did a lot of um, reading and po- like listened to a lot of podcasts on mm. like self-help anxiety mindsets and all of that. So mm. I would just kind of relay everything I was learning. And then about a year and a half ago, I started this like little like daily activity thing on my stories. I don't really know what to call it, but I used to do like mindfulness Monday and like I do, um, oh, I forgot them already because I changed them, but I like, used to do Tuesday talk, Wednesday wellness, throwback Thursday and feel good Friday. So it was like daily things to like kind of help inspire and motivate my followers. And it helped me of course too. And it kept me on track. Like mindfulness Monday would be like, okay, like get yourself in the right mindset for the week. Like do your brain dump, your journaling, um, write your goals for the week, like schedule everything in, just get like set up. My God, I like want to do this. Okay. (laughs) It's really good. Okay, guys, get a pen and write this the fuck down. Okay. So Monday, so mindfulness Monday. Except I've switched it now to motivation Monday. Okay. Just because- What do we like, like better? I like Motivation Monday because it's all about kind of setting your week up. Okay. Because otherwise, Mindfulness Monday, like the whole, every day is a mindfulness activity. So I wanted to call it like mindfulness activities in general, Mm -hmm. but then the Motivation Monday. Oh, no, maybe it was Mindset Monday. Well, so now it's Motivation Monday. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of switched between Motivation and Mindset, but I think it's Motivation now. Okay. Changed it a couple of times. No, well, let's stick with that. Yeah. So everyone get their pens. Yeah. Write this the fuck down. Yeah. So Motivation Monday, what do we do to set ourselves up for the week? First thing I like to do is brain dump. So you basically want to just write down everything on your mind, like from large to small tasks, like everything that you feel like you need to do and like everything that's clouding your mindset. So I'll write like, book doctor's appointment, do laundry, groceries. Um, Go to the dentist. Yeah, anything, yeah. anything that's literally on mm-hmm. your mind, write it down, get it on paper. Then I'll go through my weekly diary and I'll schedule all those things in, like the most important things anyway. And then each day you want to do three important like must-dos that day. Like there's three things that, three tasks that you need to do that you your day can't finish until you've done them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, yeah, break it up and prioritize it for the week. Yeah. Um, and then I always encourage like, you know, either do like 10 minute meditation or 10 minute breath work or even two minutes of breath work, just mm. something to then, so you've cleared your mind now, like mm. calm the body mm. and then um, what else? And then, oh, I always say like 
read a book or listen to a podcast because yeah. like education is like power and I feel like you just feel so totally yeah powerful when you education got- is power I need mm-hmm. to fucking read more I need to I feel too. like I like my vocabulary is fucking dismal someone Same. someone was like you say these words a lot I was like I really do <laughs> I really say amazing and cool <laughs> heaps <laughs> really need it really need to get better with that um, yeah I'm the same and then so then what about like Tuesday like run me through what else you do for those days so Tuesday talk or Tuesday tips whatever I'm feeling Tuesday talk will usually be like a Q&A and that'll be just me like kind of interacting with my followers and giving any advice or tips mm-hmm. um or tu- if it's Tuesday tips then I will just give my tip for the day yeah um and then Wednesday is wellness Wednesday mm-hmm. so I always say do something good for your soul today mm-hmm. um that could be for a walk on the beach cook your favorite meal um have a sauna have a sauna anything that you are going to feel more connected to yourself with and you're just going to feel <sighs> you know, yeah. afterwards. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Just like one hour of your day. Yeah. Someone had a go at me and was like, yeah, well, if I had your life, I would be able to do that, but I don't. And I was like, mate, literally one time. hour. What are you doing on your phone right now? Like, yeah. you know. It's true. It, I, I don't make enough time for myself. Neither do I. And yeah. I'm the one bloody preaching it, but yeah. like you, you've yeah. got to try. I like know. that's why I do this to hold me accountable because I'm like, yeah. it, I need that. I am the most unstructured person, most unorganized person I like have to put these things in place to try and force myself mm-hmm. into structure because it doesn't come naturally for me. I'm terrible at self-discipline. Yeah, same. So I'm like, know? I'm going to get up and go to the gym in the morning and then my alarm goes off. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. I'm like a different person at night. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be so fit and I'm going to fucking eat mm-hmm. eggs and no toast <laughs> and like, you know, and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, who, Don't the, know who, she was. who the fuck was that? Yeah, literally me every night. I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, really got to work on that one. (laughs) (laughs) And then what about like Thursday, Fridays? So Thursday is Throwback Thursday. Pretty lame like Mm. title, but I couldn't think of anything. Mm. But basically Throwback Thursday is a day to be able to reflect on your week so far because you know how at the start we've like written a bunch of goals Mm. and we've like kind of scheduled in things. So you want to go back, reflect on your week, see what's worked for you, see what hasn't worked for you. What can you change in order to make sure you achieve your goals for the week? Mm. Um, Reflection is so important in Mm. in achieving your goals. And keeping you on track. Yeah, and accountability and all of that. So that's just... That what, that's what you can do that day because it's kind of almost at the end of the week, but you've still got a day left of the work week to fucking whip your ass yeah. into shape. I love it. And then Friday, obviously feel good Friday. So in order, my personal take on feeling good is um, giving love to yourself and then giving love to others. So mm. first of all, I think I like to ask people to tell me something they love about themselves. It could be a physical attribute. It could be, you know, a quality they love about themselves, absolutely anything. So giving yourself love and then do something nice for someone else. What are you going to do today? Are you going to send someone a love, a loved one a nice message? Are you going to hold the door open for someone? Maybe you're going to pay for the person's coffee in front of you mm. or, you know, just any small gesture because I guarantee you're always going to feel better once you do something for someone else. Mm. So that's my little mindfulness activities. I love that. That's great. And like, I think it's really important to like you know, you have a platform to do this and to help people. And there'd be so many people that would benefit from that. I'm already like, oh my God, I can't wait to do my motivational Monday next week. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking kick goals guys. It's really good. I mean, I not going to lie. If you follow me, some of you are going to be like, but wait, you don't do this every day. And no, I don't, I don't do it every day. I literally, like I said, I'm the most unstructured, unorganized person and I suck at routine and discipline, Mm. but 
Yeah, it's something you gotta that try. you got to try. And I try and I try and always do the Monday one and the Wednesday one yep. and the Tuesday one. So, like, the first three days of the week, it's usually the last two days that I slack off on. But mm. I think the first three are the most important. Do you know what I just remembered? What? I forgot to ask you my question at the start is, like, what? Oh, my God. Guys, I fucking <laughs> suck. I'm the worst host ever. <laughs> so, I forgot to ask you, what is someone that no one knows about you? You want something? Something that no one knows about you. This is what I meant to ask at the start of the podcast. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. I forgot last week too. But yeah, what's something no one knows about you? Um, it's so hard because like your mind goes like a million places. Yeah. But uh, I guess no one knows that I've dislocated both my kneecaps. Ooh, at different times. What do you mean? Um, How? So. <laughs> <laughs> Once when I was 15, I was like literally dancing and I just like spun around and my foot like gripped to the floor, maybe a little too hard. And my mm. kneecap, my patellas, I got x-rays, my patellas, which is my kneecap, sit slightly higher than the normal person. So they're more prone to like dislocating. So they mm. pop out. Oh, but like not just pop out, pop back. It's like pops all the way oh, out. Like I have fucked? to, it looked disgusting and the pain I'm going to compare it to when I have a kid because that's how bad I reckon it was really like it was excruciating and the ambulance it's you're not classified as like a life or death situation because you can't die from a dislocated knee but let me tell you you felt like you were dying I do you know both times I did it I had to wait one hour for the ambulance and like they worked so hard and like literally hats off to them but I had to wait one hour like obviously there's people dying in priority before me but the pain I'm like can you just not get someone to like literally drop off a freaking green whistle to me and then like come when you're ready and on your way far out it was bad hectic yeah and they both times for both kneecaps it took the doctor's three attempts to pop it back in and two different doctors because it was that out far out both times. The second time was one of my ex-boyfriends fell asleep on my leg. We hadn't even started dating yet. It was like our third time hanging no. out and he fell asleep on my leg and I was like, hey, can you like roll over? And he like rolled over <gasps> and like popped it out no. and I just start screaming and I'm like, ah, and he's like, starts crying. He's like, oh, what have I done? I'm so sorry. And I'm like, my knee. And then like, once again, had to wait one hour. Did he see how like cooked it looked though? Yeah. Oh my God, he yeah. would have been dying. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine that like, you're like, I'm just like really trying to like impress this chick <laughs> and like, I really want to fucking date her. And then you, f- enough. Like, and it fuck was bad because my mum's birthday was the next day and we I didn't tell her that night because I didn't want her to freak out. I like just ended up going to the hospital and then um, I think my that guy who I was seeing like picked me up and brought me back to his and then my mum eventually came and picked me up in the morning. I was like, hi, mum, happy birthday. Um, I am all good, but I was in hospital all night, dislocated my knee, the other one this time. And um, yeah, can you come pick me up? Oh my God, she would have been so off you not telling her. She was like, met this guy for the first time and was like, what have you done to my daughter? No. <laughs> yeah. And like, like I feel like him rolling on your knee weirdly sounds like such a lie. Oh, like, and my pants were half unbuttoned, but we weren't doing anything sexual. No, but it sounds like it sounds like a sex accident. I know. Like it and the ambulance does. came in and my pants. And the thing is, when you dislocate your knee, like even breathing feels like you're dying. So like I could not move. For me, to, I couldn't do up my pants. Like there was no way. So I went to the hospital like fully pants undone, like halfway down. Oh. I don't know why they were half undone. Maybe we went to start doing something yeah. and then like he passed out. I mean, why was he on your knee? Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the real, the real reason here. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so talking about dating. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your relationship mm-hmm. status. So single, dating, mm-hmm. confused. <laughs> Definitely single. There's yep. no dating involved right now. I haven't literally been single 
properly, like for more than maybe like two or three months in like, no joke, since I was 18, 10 years, 10 years ago. Hectic. Yeah. I've always just like fallen into a relationship, fallen into a relationship. Like, mm, so you like really trying now to mm-hmm. do the single thing for a bit? Yeah. I was the same actually. I always had like a boyfriend or like I was seeing someone quite seriously and yeah. And I'd have like a little short space in between where I'd get my hoe on <laughs> and then, but yeah, like this is my first, like I've been single for like a year, year and a half, year and nine months. Fuck. That's my longest. Wow. Yeah. It's good though. Yeah. You love it. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's like an adjustment. Like you definitely used to having a significant other there for you. And it's like hard to get used to not being in that routine, but you just kind of like, you learn so much more about like what you love and what makes you happy and getting your own routine. So definitely fucking stick it out, <clears throat> sis. I just struggle. I'm obviously like being in relationships. I'm used to 24 seven affection, 24 seven attention, you know, um, 24-7 dick. Yeah, 24-7 <laughs> sex, lol dick. Say, so say it a little louder. 24-7 what? <laughs> you know? Um, and just I'm get just yourself a vibrator. To, oh, it's not the same. I need that, like, physical touch. Get your poem. on. No, I just, like, I'm, like, maybe down the yeah, track. But, but not like, yet. Not yet. I'm just, like, so, honestly, sounds so silly, but, like, I'm so scared of, like, Actually, well, you know you can wear condoms, but I'm so scared of catching STDs. Oh, my God. Lol. Like, I used to be like this too. <laughs> I thought that you could get an STD from wearing a condom. Oh, really? I literally didn't sleep with Diplo, the <laughs> famous DJ. Really? We were like, did everything else but have sex because I thought he was going to give me AIDS. <gasps> so I thought giving him a blowjob was fine. But can't you – couldn't you still contract it by giving him a blowjob? Yes, job? exactly. This is <laughs> stupid. It's like, where is the sex education in Australia, people? I could, so true. I could be sitting here saying, yeah, I fucked Diplo now. But oh. now I'm like, yeah. I Why s- didn't you just wear a condom? his little dick. Um <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I thought that you could still get, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I was so I was like nine, eighteen. Oh, you, okay, jokes. You just I thought said that, that if I had sex with him, it could I'd, seep through. And or I was like, he's a, you know, huge DJ. He'd have all that. He'd have every STD under the sun. Which, like, obviously, he wouldn't. Like, they would all have to get tested before going on tours. Like, yeah, I just and I feel like they'd be like practicing safe sex because they're like that person totally totally you know? but yeah so alas i love you diplo <laughs> <laughs> maybe one day i actually tagged him in a I don't um, know what diplo looks like I don't he's know. fucking hot Is i tagged he? him in one of my stories the other day and he liked the thing and i was like oh yeah diplo dj you remember me oh Even yeah though- he's cute he's hot he's fucking hot i'm not into like i'm into like dark i'm like, into anything okay <laughs> oh, that's a good photo of him when he's got his shirt off. Yeah, it's so hot, guys. Google Diplo and just Ooh. picture me sucking his dick. No, just I just kidding. love like anyone in the music industry too. Like even my um, or like creative industry. My ex even said to me like recently, like bef- like when we were like about to break up, and he was just like, "I reckon you're going to date a an actor next." And I was like, really? So precise. I know. I was like, oh. And what a weird thing to say to someone you're breaking up with. This is where I see your future partner. Like, can you (gasps) imagine? I'd be like, you were never going to be with anyone again. You were going to be single forever and die alone. (laughs) I know. I was like, why are you saying that? He's like, I don't know. I just intuitively think that. I'm like, this is so weird. You got him on the fucking tarot cards, (laughs) doll. I'm like, what? (laughs) Literally. So why did you break up? Um, 
So it was very much a slow burn, I'm going to say. We fought so hard for our relationship. Mm. We really did. We did. I thought you were going to say you fought so much. Oh, we did that too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he was like so good at, I'm so stubborn. So he would always, no matter how big the fight was, he will always like come back and be like, I'm sorry. Like, let's like, he was very much, that's why we, I loved him so much because he was such an affectionate person. He needed affection just as much as me. So I feel like he, yeah, was like super needy, which was good. Like yeah. all my exes were kind of like, you know, mm. who are you? Don't care. Like, mm. I don't know. So yeah. Um, yeah, we basically, like I said, I, I've actually known him for like 10 to 12 years. Yeah. Um, I always had like a little crush on him, but like, mm. You know, it was a bit weird. Like, I'm, I'm three years older than him. Mm. Um, so, But the younger boys try harder. They do. They're like, i got to please this older pussy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> i got to keep up, you know. got to please the older <laughs> pussy. No, literally, any, I've, like, only slept with, like, maybe, like, t- I, like, love older men. I'm like, give me a fucking old fucker. No, nah, just kidding. Mm. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've doubled with one older man and it was iconic. I, it, yeah, literally yeah. so good. I actually, the oldest I've been is 47. Okay, yeah. That yeah. was pretty fucking old. I think mine's like, I'm not going to say no, it. No, say it. No, it's younger than that, but I don't I don't want to no, say it. No, you've got to say it. This is cats out of the bag. We're letting everything out of the fucking I bag. I can't, I can't. Can we have a bracket? Um, like between. I think 40s, yeah. Okay, that's fine. See, the thing is. I think is early 40s. My 47-year-old, my 47-year-old, <laughs> he looked like he was like 35. Same with my one. So, yeah. I mean, look, as long as they're not an old, fat, wrinkly fucker, then. 100%. I think you're fine. He was yeah. like shredded with a six pack and like knew how to finger bang. So, I was <laughs> like stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Well, if they don't know by that age, I'm sorry. What the fuck are you doing, dude? I literally like, was like at a bar with him and another one of my friends. What's happening and at the bar? I was like, so I went to meet one of my friends, one of my guy mates, and he was his. He was his mate. And we we're just having some drinks, and then it like got like really weirdly sexual. And he he like showed me a photo of his dick at the bar, and I was like, "Want to see my tits?" And <laughs> I like showed him my tits. It was like the weirdest thing ever. And then he was like, "Oh, do you want me to drive you home?" I was like, "Okay." And then he was like, "Drive me home." I was like, "Can we go to Macca's?" So he's literally driving me to Macca's drive-through, and then starts fingering me in his fucking <gasps> Range Rover. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, "Large Big Mac meal, please!" <laughs> like, and then went home <laughs> with a side of condoms. Yeah, yeah, with a, with a side of condoms, please, and went home and got my fucking root on with this random 47 year old and hot. I was like this is so weird um but he was really hot and great in bed good so I felt we're fully like diverged is diverged a word or is it I- digressed Anyway, that's me needing to read more books. But we've gone off the young. But younger boys try so hard. Like I hooked I up with this 21-year-old and he literally gave me head for like 55 minutes. <gasps> yeah, he really wanted to just like. He was like. Make a point. Eager to please. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I feel like any Joe Blow is like, can I put it in? Like, yeah, so like they don't even like touch your vagina. So true. Do you know, I actually um, interviewed this Yoni masseuse sex coach last week. I saw that. Yeah. And you know that the average time it takes for a woman to get warmed up, ready to have sex is 30 minutes. <gasps> Whereas men, it's like, ding, like one minute. No, they're literally like, that. you're not, you're, they, you're just talking to them and they're yeah. ready to go. I know. I Sickos. feel like I'm very, like, if I'm in the mood, I'm in, like, I'm ready to you're go. You're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm, I need a bit of warming up. 
Okay, yeah. I'm all about the tease and the foreplay. Females in general are about that. We're much we're very much about the narrative. It's like mm. what like character are you playing? If you're mm. the main character, mm. like sweep mm. me off my feet. Mm-hmm. You have to like do all these things. It's the build up. Totally. That actually turns a woman on. It's not like like I'm sorry, but can I stick it in? Yeah, like, like it's like yuck. dicks are ugly. <laughs> like we don't yuck, really care. Like, they're so gross. You know, like if you're just gonna like whip it out, it's like ew. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It is totally the build up. Like yeah. I love when you like hook up with a new guy and you don't know if you're gonna have sex. So it's like this like slow like hot build of making out yeah. and like you know getting a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's so much fucking better. Agreed completely. Um, I can't even remember when. Oh, I remember. I remember. You, remember. you said, why did we break up? <laughs> and then I fucked a 47-year-old. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Cats Out of the Bag hosted by Ash and Wood because Kat is fucking talking the whole time. <laughs> I'm actually really proud that I remembered, like, the question. Me too. Usually my memory is not good. No, you fucking nailed it. Oof. Let's so, go back, sis. Yeah, let's go back. Yeah, um, yeah so I've, I've known him for a long time, always had a crush on him, kind of like uh, three and a half years ago when we started like hanging out and stuff. Basically, he um, started PTing me and we- Ooh, The PTs are always know, the dirty little dogs. I know. And like we both just got out of a relationship like with other people and we weren't looking for a relationship, but then like it just kind of happened and it moved really quickly and like really intensely. Like I've never felt that way about anyone before. Mm. And like, it was literally amazing. You getting sucked off your feet. Yeah. Yeah. He was like full, like romantic. I'm hopeless romantic. So like, yeah, full like romantic and um, just, yeah, like ticked a lot of boxes. And then basically, um, yeah, like he just had his things that he um, needed to work on. And I think it just got to a point where you can only grow so much with someone. Mm. And I've got things, of, I'm not perfect. I've got things mm. I need to work on. I've got issues from like my dad and childhood and that that has caused me to got have like walls up really high and like I'm very stubborn um but yeah it just got to a point where like we fought so much for the relationship and we love each other so much and we we do have like hope for the future but we had to come to real like we had to be realistic and go like this isn't working we're both Mm. not as happy as we could be and Mm. I think we need to like let each other go and trust that if our time's meant to be then we will find our way back which is like super cliche but Mm. um well if it's meant to be it'll be I'm a big believer of that me too and that's what's gotten me through this otherwise I would be like Mm. I'm so connected to him like Mm. I can feel we we're so connected to each other and like I can sense that like we both have like the same like Feelings and thoughts yeah. and yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And I'm super close with his family. He's super close with my family. So I think no matter what, we're always going to like be in each other's lives. Like he always said to me, like, if we ever break up, like, please promise me, like, we'll always be in each other's lives. Like, I can't not have you in my life. Like, he's like, you're my angel. You saved me. Like I was in like such oh. a bad place when we started dating and like, you've pulled me out of it. And like, I'm forever in debt to you. And like, um, you know, like all of that. But I was always like, no, if we break up, like we can't, like mm. I can't be in your life. Mm. Like it's too hard. Like our connection is so intense that like it's, I can't just be like friends with you or whatever. Mm. Um, and then I recently, we don't talk any, we haven't spoken um, recently, but like about a week ago, I was like, oh, like, can we still be in each other's lives? Like, is that possible? And he was like, 
No, like no. Now he was like, I can't. This is like too painful. Like I like now I, he's like, it's crazy how it's switched. Um, but I think, yeah, it's like it's just a really like fresh, mm. painful. Mm changing situation right mm. now there's like so many emotions happening and um yeah space is the best thing for us right now and I think I'm excited to just live my life and like mm. see what's to come and like I'm I have peace knowing like okay cool like I'm not gonna get affected by like mm. someone else's decisions anymore and like someone else's like life anymore mm. um and like I'm sure he's probably like you know I closed off a lot emotionally and even physically like my affection towards him like really died down because mm. I was so hurt at the start that mm. I built up those walls so you know I yeah cheering him on from afar yeah wishing sending him love and light from afar and um yeah you never know what will happen in the future oh my god you're so nice I'm like <laughs> fuck them I hope they die <laughs> no I love him so much and I have so much respect for he we've helped each other so much in in our like three and a half years of being together. Like mm. it's crazy. He Long actually time. wouldn't be in my career without him either. I haven't credited that him to that um, in ever in a conversation. So he played a huge role in, he's the opposite to me. He's so structured. He's Virgo, mm. super structured, super organized. He believed in me so much. He just wanted the best for me. So anything he could find to help, he was there like 100% drop everything in his life and be there for me and like do everything to help me. So yeah, yeah he's amazing. Fucking where where the good men hiding at? I need I need one. Actually, no, I don't. I need <laughs> sexy sex content stories for you guys. <laughs> keep keep single forever. That's the thing as well. It's like when you're on like a podcast, I feel like you need like the single files go way more off. It's like yeah, because you're know. all little horny dogs, and yeah. I love it. You want the new ex- different experiences, like all the dating like duds and all of that. Like you know, totally. I was speaking to the I'm I've signed with Acast as you know, um, and I was chatting to their sales team this afternoon, and um, <laughs> they were like, "What do you What do you think? You, who do you think your listeners are?" And I'm like, "I can tell you one thing: they're all a bunch of horny little dogs. <laughs> like all of them just want sex." I'm like, "So yeah, fucking." But I mean, who doesn't? There's so, so many undercover horn dogs. Like, I know. I'm sorry, people love the juice. I know. I want the juicy juice? Mm-hmm. Give me, give me the X-rated shit. Neat, like straight to that. Like, yeah. So what would be tips for any girls that are struggling with a breakup? What do you think the best tips are? Okay. I've got <clears throat> a lot of experience. You're like, in this I am field. fucking prepared. <laughs> I was born for this question. <laughs> yeah. Like I was saying to Kat earlier before we jumped on, um, I've had five relationships. So I've been through quite a few breakups. They, and probably different breakups too. Like I feel like every breakup is so different. So different. You honestly feel like you'd get good at it, which I know I've gotten better at it, but it when it hits, you feel like you don't even know how to navigate it. It's like, oh my God, you're like blindsided again. Mm. But you, I always go back to the tools that have helped me in the past and that's trusting that whatever's meant for me will, be, will find me. Um, and... I like journaling is like my number one tip. Like I'm such an advocate for journaling. It's such a release. It's um, a great way to look at it objectively once like you're not emotionally attached to that situation Mm. anymore. Um, It's a great reflection tool to go like, look how far I've come. Mm. Um, And it's like a, such a safe space. It's like you can literally get the emotions out of your body onto paper and like, you don't have to feel bad for venting to someone. You don't have to, Mm hear someone give their opinion unwarranted opinion so it's Mm. like yeah definitely journaling um I think the 
best thing you can do and it's like really hard is sit in the emotions when you're first feeling them. I think a lot of people turn to drinking and socializing and distraction. Well, our tips are so different. (laughs) I'm like, go out and fuck someone. (laughs) Literally, I'm like, there's nothing better for me than getting, you know, Getting under, like, what, what is it? What's the saying? To get over someone, you need to get, get under, under someone. someone else. Like, I just feel like having that physical touch and love and everything from another person makes me feel, like, alive. You know what? I agree in a sense that that cuts that emotional tie to that per- ex-person. Mm. And I think that's something that you definitely should do whenever you're ready, whether it's one week after, one month after, six months after, whenever. Mm. I think that definitely helps. I know that there's a switch of energy as soon mm. as you sleep with that first person after yeah. your ex um, or hook up with whatever, yeah. wherever you little, want. Little <laughs> but like, I think even if you do sleep with someone, I think it's still important to sit with your emotions and mourn and grieve that relationship because it's going to come up eventually if you don't do it then. And it's better to do it then, get it over and done with, and then move on with yeah. your life because suppressing any emotion, it's always going to resurface when you least expect it. And I think that, um, you may as well just rip the Band-Aid off and, totally. and do it at the start. Totally. No, I couldn't agree more. Have you um, ever heard of the book, It's Called a Breakup Because It's Broken? No. Okay, so it's written by the people um, who wrote um, He's Just Not That Into You. Oh. It is, honestly, it saved my life when I was going through a breakup when I was younger. Um, it's like every time when I like couldn't sleep or I was really struggling, I'd like open it and read it. And it's just like – it's one of those books that is like, it's kind of like, it gives you clarity on things. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if he hasn't called you, why? It's like, yeah. you know, if he wanted to speak to you, he'd call. It's like all of those kinds of things, but it's really good. So if anyone's struggling, it's called a breakup because it's broken. I literally have recommended it to so many people. And yeah, it was a savior for me. That sounds amazing. I think any sort of like, podcast or book on relationships is so helpful like you said it just gives you clarity and go oh cool like that is normal like Mm. okay like I'm not alone in this or Mm. okay that happens to other people too like you just get a little 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 answers that Mm. you're maybe constantly going over in your head and it's just like really nice to know that pretty much everyone goes Mm. through the same thing and yeah Mm. totally okay let's play a little game of would you rather (laughs) Let me get up my little questions. Okay, this one I fucking thought it's not sexual or anything. I just thought it would be a funny one to ask. Okay, would you rather lose your entire Instagram following or not be able to speak or see Cardia for two years? Lose my Instagram following. Even if it meant like your whole career? Oh, shit. Yeah, I can always rebuild a new career. I can't buy back time with someone. Wow, I'd probably ditch my best friend. <laughs> I mean, actually, if I for my for my following, I wouldn't. But if I had yours, I probably would. If, if it was my full time job, I would consider it. Yeah, but I think with my fucking situate, I've like what, like twenty six k. Like it wouldn't matter for me. I couldn't lose my best friend. But three hundred, three hundred and a full time job doll. I'd be I'd be saying, see you later, Cardia. <laughs> see you in two years, doll. Wow, you're a good friend. Oh, thanks. I'm like, are you just being nice? <laughs> well, she it's like, if without her, if two the lot like you know two years without Cardi, I wouldn't 
probably be where I am now. Totally. Like, you know? Massive impact in so your life. So you, you can't, what is it? You can't bite the hand that feeds you? Yeah. You know? no, I do, I'm so bad with sayings. I say all of them wrong. So don't don't ask me. Okay. That's, that's a very humble answer. I, I, I would love to know what a lot of people would say like what they'd actually think versus say. When you threw in the lose your whole career part, it definitely like Mm. I hesitated a bit more, but I think like every famous person I know or successful person I know always says that the relationships in your life mean the most out of anything. So Mm -hmm. I've always. That's good. That's so humble of you. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather your roommate catch you masturbating or having sex? (gasps) Oh, no, my roommate I is literally like 49. <laughs> He's my good friend. Like he doesn't live with me permanently, but I live in his unit and I um he will be there sometimes. What was the other se- what was the second option? Masturbating or having sex? Having sex because then it's like I'm not the only one that got caught. Yeah. And, I'm the same. Yeah. I would like I feel like someone walking in on you masturbating like in there being like yeah. with your vibrator or something. <laughs> it's so awkward. Whereas if they opened and there's like you on top of a bloke, it's yeah. It's not as embarrassing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I thought that was a funny one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be single forever or date someone with no interest of sex in sex? <gasps> Oh, God. Well, if I'm single, can I have sex? Yeah. Be single forever. Okay. Not that sex is everything, but it's like I'd rather be single and have lots of different connections with people and physically be able to like do Get your rocks off. Yeah. Then like be in a relationship and have that huge component missing. It's so hard because it's like single forever. Like that means that you don't have that companion in your life and then I would love multiple daddies like yeah. not sugar daddies like daddies for yeah. my children like Little you know what I mean like no, I, know, I know what you mean let's make different types of babies yeah <laughs> literally I'm gonna have all little sexy babies <laughs> but then as well like I don't know like I feel like sometimes when you are in a long-term relationship or when you get to 50 it's like sex doesn't really how often do you fuck true so I feel like well, it's a very interesting you know? True. True, true, true. So it's like, would you rather like have that companionship of that best friend or and or be alone but like have meaningless sex? Yeah, when you put it that way. I know. You gotta you gotta divert fuck <laughs> digress. <laughs> no. Di- oh guys, I'm fucked. I need to go read a book. I'm not even <laughs> Do you want to quickly Google it? Yeah, no. Not- <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say though? Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Well, neither of you are smarter than me because none of you are telling me the words, so you're both <laughs> fucked. <laughs> We're all fucked. That's what I'm like, you want me to Google it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Siri. Um, oh, no, my Siri actually popped up just then. Oh, I um, hate that. Okay, would you rather fart or burp every time you orgasmed? Burp, 100%. I'm a burper anyway. Like I literally drink so much sparkling water. I'm always like, Ugh. yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Love it. Plus like um, burps don't smell. Well. Well, mine don't. Bullshit. No. Like most of the time, maybe if I have like kimchi or something, but like feel- 99% of the time my burps never smell. You're just pumping so much sparkling water. <laughs> That's because it's yeah, it's literally or just sparkling worse water. Than when someone like around you does a bad burp. Oh, uh, I don't know what's worse. That that's definitely an it. I factor. think burp is less worse because you can like blow it away. <sighs> yeah, you know, into someone. Whereas like I'm, yeah. No, nah, you don't want to fart. Farting's nah. the worst. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Would you rather queef or fart during sex? Queef, for sure. Once yeah. again, like. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Good answer. I'm the yeah. same. <laughs> Anyone who would choose fart, what? Yeah, I know. But I don't know. Some people, I mean, they pretty much sound the same. They sound the same. I know. And then you have to clarify, that wasn't a fart. fart. (laughs) I've queefed in sex in like eight years. But it used to happen to me heaps when I was younger. Maybe because guys were so much more aggressive and they're just like fucking pump you. Yeah, it's when they flip you in all these different Yeah, and like get the air in there. Yeah. That's why I don't, yeah. Okay. At your wedding- would you rather your ex-partners come or your partner's exes come? My ex-partner come or my partner's exes come? So to be like your person you're marrying, it's either your ex-boyfriends or his ex-girlfriends that are there. Well, it would depend. It would depend. Like because some of my, like say I was still with Will, his, some of his ex-girlfriends I'm actually friends with. Okay. Well, one of them. Um, but then like all of my exes, like, I don't really like have any, oh, probably, probably his ex come because I'm so much better at handling those situations. I feel like guys, their ego gets in the Mm. way and they get like, it would affect their night a lot more. But Mm. like for me, I'm just like, hi bitch, bye bitch. Yeah. 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 This is my fucking day. (laughs) Leave please. See the ring. I love it. Yeah, see my ring. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, <clears throat> okay. Craziest place you've ever had sex. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I did. <laughs> I did have sex on my on a boat on my dad's fiftieth in the bathroom, like oh on God, the boat, and girl. like we fully almost got caught. That's like not the craziest, I guess. The craziest That's- is probably a public park standing up. Like it was my very first boyfriend. Really? How old were you? Like literally 16 or 17. Yeah, I've had sex in a park. Actually, I was 17 because I lost my virginity at pretty much 17. Yeah. And I feel like back then, like I lived at home obviously mm. and like he lived at Where home. Where are you going to have sex? Where are you going to have sex? It was always the back of the car and we'd started yes, there. car sex. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. It's a fucking seat, seat belt in my ass. <laughs> Like <laughs> pulling over in broad daylight into a oh, park. No. Nah. Oh my God. So we were doing in the backseat. Then we moved because I'm going to go into that reason. And then we, yeah, we, I don't know why. It's like he didn't want me to put me on the ground because it was like, I was like, ew, ants. And like, like, you know, what if there's like something that hurts me? So we were just like standing up, like walking, like he was like, was carrying me. So that's probably the weirdest because it's like a public park, like at nighttime. Like someone was probably watching. Dude, I almost got caught by the police one time having sex in a car park. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, we were like, I was like doggy and he was like, it was my boyfriend when I was in high school (laughs) and he was like standing on the outside of the car, like fucking me doggy. And then he was like, oh my God, the police and the police were coming. And I had to like quickly like flip over and like pull my skirt down. He was like quickly... I was like, oh, my God, if that happened to me now, like, don't you feel like you're so ballsy when you're younger? 100%. I would never do that. Never. Probably because I have my own place and my own car. Yeah, like, (laughs) Like, why do I need to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, like, fuck, I feel like some weird shit's happened. Oh, I did have sex in a skate park in my car once too. Oh, divine. And, like, people could see for sure. Yeah, I know. You just, like, don't care when you're young. I know. Yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm getting it. But, like, I feel like it's such a different story when you get a bit older. You're like... No way. It's like you know better and, like, like where is your house? (laughs) Why are you not at your house Mm. doing this? I know, right? Well, Ashton, 
Thank you so much for coming on Cats Out of the Bag today. You're a fucking hoot. Thank um, you for having me. It was so fun. <laughs> it was. So I hope you guys really enjoyed the pod today and make sure you check out Ashton's new podcast. She just launched with Cardia called Common Chaos. You won't miss it because it's going to be at the top of the charts <laughs> every fucking week. Ooh, yay. Um, but yeah, no, thanks so much for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the ACAST Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. <laughs>